Hello and thank you for listening to episode 476 of 60MW. I'm Dave. And I'm Tom. And this is the Decade of Decadence show for October 2022. Or, as it really should be known, especially for you this month, Rocktober 2022. Which, <laughs> which we will be getting into in just a little bit. We'll tease you with that, ready for some, uh, some tales from Tom. But before then, let's begin once again, mate with what is still still workshopping this title mate uh listener feedback still no jingle help us out folks give us a name for this section not really expecting a jingle but at least a name listener feedback just seems a little bit a little bit dry and after the absolute travesty of the other month when we did the poll about uh the best 80s action movie hero which um was stolen from sly let's get it right you know was absolutely oh, stolen from oh, him. Oh, yeah, it was really close. <laughs> with Arnie, with, what was it, 74% or something? Yeah, yeah. Um, Stallone just beating out other. To, uh, <laughs> you will to, never let me forget that, damn it. <laughs> yeah, he did, he did, though, he did. Just. He did, he just about, he just did beat any other actor from the 80s that was in, anyway. <laughs> that briefly starred in an action movie. So I did, I put a question out on Twitter uh, again, I'd, I keep saying this, another reason to follow us on Twitter at 60MW Podcast. Uh, so I asked a question, and I did say, from this moment on, you can only ever watch the movies of five actors. Which five actors would you pick? And now we did, uh, hopefully, if you listened to the last episode, we read out what uh, Ben, the Tasmanian Seas, sent us. And uh, for those of you that didn't listen to that, obviously, shame on you to begin with. Uh, but I'll read them out again. So this is what Ben said in Tasmania. Uh, he put Van Damme. I need no retreat, no surrender in my library. Plus he has some great 90s movies and a bunch of stuff I've yet to see. Then Samuel L. Jackson. Good way to get most of Tarantino and a lot of the MCU in my library. Jackie Chan, just for sheer volume of films. Song Kan Ho. Parasites, No Piercer, The Host and loads of other top quality Korean films. And Will Ferrell. Yeah, there's some crap in there too, but he has some heavy hitters and cameos in good movies. Uh, his other half, Cody, sent her list in as well. And hers is Johnny Depp, Daniel Radcliffe, Jennifer Lawrence, Hugh Jackman and Brad Pitt. So, let's see. Shall we start with me and you? Do you want to start with me and you or do you want to leave us till the end? Yeah, yeah, let's, let's do ours first. Go on then. Do you want, do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll, I'll go first. What will your okay. five? My, uh, no, no order to these. Mm. Um, first one, um, I will say, actually, I think it's from Ben's list as well, but I mean, just for mm. MCU, Tarantino, and just for sheer, like, he's probably number one in most letter, people's letterboxed, most watched list, uh, just because it covers so many films through so many decades, Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Because uh, that's a good way to get loads of films on this. <laughs> Most definitely, yeah. Yeah, and you know, like even in shit films, he's good. So mm, yeah, fair point. Yeah. yeah. So um, next up, uh, to the surprise of probably no one, Nicolas Cage. Oh yeah, yes, that's a good choice, mate. I like yeah, that one. Just, I, I like mean, there's one. just a, a breadth again, lots of films, and just a breadth of like. If you want to watch a David Lynch film, you can. If you want to watch a shitty horror film, you can. If you you know you want to watch mindless action, you can. So um, yeah, Nicolas Cage. I mean, it's not a big surprise to anyone who knows me, but has to be, has to be. Yeah. 
Um, next, uh, I've, uh, I thought I'd go for Michelle Yeoh. Ooh, okay. Any particular um, reasoning with good, that? Yeah, good mix of films. You know, everything from like the classic 80s um, martial arts films all the way through to things like um, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Just mm. a lot of stuff. Even, even got a Bond film in there as well. So, <laughs> oh, uh, nice. Bonus. Yeah, no, also always uh, uh, good to see her in films and, uh, yeah, just a lot of stuff. Mm. Um, next, uh, John Lithgow. Oh, another surprising one. All my, always one of my favourite character actors. Yeah. Just always mad performances. Um, Raising Cain, Santa Claus the movie, Ricochet, you know, yeah, the list great one. goes on and on. Still going now. He's, I just, I've always loved John Lithgow. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, John Lithgow. Mm-hmm. I was about to say something else. Did. <laughs> and the fifth one, I was just like, oh, you know what? It's too obvious. I'm not going to choose him. But then I was just like, Oh fuck it! I need a number five, and I might as well just be obvious again. Arnie, <laughs> need I say more? That's a good list, mate. You're going to have like a, a really good choice of films. You know, like I said, yeah. just sticking with those five, you've still got a, a good choice of films to go through, and a lot of films to go through as well. Indeed, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's yeah, that's good. I would agree with all of those. You know, I would quite happily put any of those onto my list. To be honest with you, um, are any of them on my list? Ooh, let's find out. Uh, obviously, I mean, the top two, again, no surprise for me. I could not live without watching either Sliced Alone or Clint Eastwood movies. So mm. I would have to have those as, you know, as the first two, definitely. Uh, third, and again, these were in no particular order, I'm going to have Peter Cushing. I oh, nice. absolutely love Peter Cushing. He's one of my favourite actors of all time. And, you know, with his stuff, you're going back to... We're even going back to Laurel and Hardy, granted, late Laurel and Hardy, but you've got that and you've got a good selection with you know, Sherlock Holmes stuff and, you know, all the Hammer films, uh, mm. even Star Wars is in there. And I just, he's one of those actors that I just love watching. So I thought, yeah, I'll have to have Peter Cushing. Uh, yeah, nice. Next up, I've got, and this was close, mate, because I nearly did put Nick Cage in here. This was a really close one. But in the end, I've gone with Michael Caine. Again, okay. again, a good breadth of films covers a good era, you know, from many, many years ago. Lots of different, you know, action films, um, all sorts. Jaws 4 as well, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a bit of a bonus. I can still watch Jaws 4, so that'll be okay. And then it comes to the, oh, the fifth one. Who am I going to have as the fifth one? And then a name came to mind, and I went through. I, thought, I looked at his filmography on IMDb. I thought it's got to be him. It's got to be Dick Miller. When you look at what he's been in, mate, is just mm, <laughs> incredible. Yeah. So, yeah, Sloan Eastwood, Peter Cushing, Dick Miller, Michael Caine would be my five. Well, Dave, I'd like to congratulate you for uh, uh, um, all white dudes. Old, uh, old white old men. Old white men. Well done. Thank yeah, you. that's uh, I thought... you know, a bold choice for 2022. <laughs> I did. I thought, you know, after, after you know, you labelled me as... Um, a racist woman hater in the last episode. I thought <laughs> you've embraced it. I've got this reputation to keep. <laughs> so I'll just pick old white men. Thank you very, thank you very much. Well, you are one. So. Well, yeah, you know, so it's <laughs> part of the club really can't, can't let the other boys down. Can I? <laughs> <laughs> so on to, on to Twitter, uh, we've got, um, we've got Tim in Australia. Marvel presents Salo is is what he goes by on Twitter and uh, always a good supporter of the podcast. So thanks, Tim. 
Uh, in answer to your impossible question, my five mm. would be Catherine Deneuve. Oh, nice. Mm. Harrison Ford, another good one. Yeah. Jack Nicholson. Oh, yeah, yeah, fuck, yeah. yeah. Kurt really Russell. Good. Kurt Russell. Oh, mate. yeah. Oh. Hell yeah. Uh, and Steve Buscemi. Nice, yeah, really good. That's a cracking list, mate. Buscemi, I thought yeah. that was cracking. He also put, yeah, really good. Um, this would cover most of my essential films. My next five, he was a bit cheeky, he put next five. It's sort of, you know, the subs bench almost. Uh, mm. Christopher Lee. Uh, yeah. Betty Davis, Max von Sydow, Michael Caine again. Oh, nice one. Michael Caine and Warren Oates. Mm, nice. Yeah, that was good. Good good list. Cracking first list, I thought, though. Some really good ones. Um, Sarah from the Barkside podcast mascot Bodie's sponsor. She replied, Paul Newman. Mm-hmm. Mm, Mark good. Wahlberg. Yeah. Oh. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Emily Blunt. Nice. Jamie nice. Lee Curtis. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a great one. And uh, another really good one, Denzel Washington. Oh, yeah. Yeah, geez. Yeah. Uh, so Dave at Yellowbug1969 on Twitter. His five. Richard Dreyfus. He put Jaws is essential. Yeah. Uh, Tom Savini, because he is in acting. Dawn, yeah, Dawn yeah, is yeah. a must. But then he put also, do I get his non-acting role movies? Ooh. I, I don't know. I would say no, mate. I would say because it's actors, nah. isn't it? It's what films they're acting in. So, sorry, Dave, it's only the films he's acting in. Uh, Tom Atkins, too many 80s horror movies to, to not include him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Judy Garland, can't go through life without Wizard of Oz. And then finally, Robert De Niro, no explanation needed. No, none. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jeffers over at Podcasto Cat Flappo. Again, if you haven't subscribed to that awesome Filthy Rich and uh, Cat Flap uh, podcast, do it now. Uh, and if for some reason you've never watched Filthy Rich and Cat Flap, do it now. That's all I can say about that, <laughs> definitely. Uh, today, the list would be Robert Downey Jr., Sigourney Weaver, and here's, here's one I thought I'd never see, mate. John LeMessurier. Remember him oh. from Dad's Army? Yeah. I thought, what? I, th- I had to look at his IMDb and I was like, okay, okay. Um, I think I have told on the podcast, or if not on here on 80s Picture House, my John LeMessurier story when I was a kid and my nan took me to Blackpool and I saw uh, Dad's Army live and I got all of their autographs. And my <laughs> memory of John LeMessurier was, oh, you really stank of booze. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, uh, so carrying on with Jeffers list, Sam Jackson, another vote for Sam yeah. Jackson. Uh, Dom DeLuise, because Blazing Saddles and his credit list is longer than the other actors in it. Uh, and includes the Muppet movie. He put Gene, oh, yeah. Yeah, he put Gene Wilder's IMDb, it was too short. So Dom, Dom DeLuise. Um, he also added, really wanted Eddie Murphy, but couldn't live with, but couldn't live without John LeMessurier or the Mel Brooks stuff I kept Dom DeLuise for. Ooh, I think that's probably the most unusual one, Jeffers. That you know, a name I was definitely not expecting there. That's for sure. Uh, so now we've got at two legs too many on uh, on Twitter. Trudy Knight, Leslie Nielsen, Morgan Freeman, another one for Sam Jackson, mate. You were right. It's a mm-hmm. popular pick. Brendan Fraser, and oh, yeah. and Ming Na Wen. Oh, nice. Mm. Um. Who have we got now? We've got, we've got the, the Twitter name is at Gamey McTwat. 
And, nice. And the actual name that they go by is General Scheitmeister. <laughs> Fair, fair enough. Yeah, points, fair points for that. Uh, Vincent Price, nice one. Samuel yeah. L. Jackson again. Yeah, I mean, yeah, look. Jodie Foster. Oh, one. yeah, hell of a choice, yeah. Corey Feldman. Um, nice. And going to have to go with Schwarzenegger for the nostalgia. Yes. Uh, Fred Riley, he's put David Niven. Ooh, good call. Mm. Clint Eastwood, nice one, David. Uh, John Cusack. Cool. Oh, good choice. James Coburn. Nice. Mm. And Maximilian Shell. Nice. Uh, Chris Powell on Twitter. Matt Smith. <laughs> Matt Smith. David Tennant. Definitely wants some Doctor Who stuff. Christina Ritchie. Wow. Oh, yeah. That's a hell of a... That's a good one. A Morgan Freeman as well. That's a good one. Yeah. And Lucy yeah. Liu. Yeah. That's nice. that's a good list as well. Some cracking lists yeah. here. Uh, yeah. And finally, as I move over, we got an email from Frederick over in Sweden. Um, Hello there, said in my very best, Ewan McGregor slash Obi-Wan Kenobi voice. Last show you asked the extremely difficult question, which five actors would you pick if you could only ever watch the movies from now on? And of course, I felt compelled to send in my answer. I did not expect it to take this long, though. The list is constantly changing. I think most people's is constantly changing, isn't it? It's like really tough. Mm -hmm. uh, but at the time of writing, this is what the list looks like. Samuel L. Jackson to begin. Uh, definitely yeah. the most popular vote. I stole this idea from the Tasmanian Tees. Having Jackson on the list will automatically make a lot of movies available. Jamie Lee Curtis, another one for Jamie. Mm. I've always enjoyed her acting in horror, action and comedy. Sigourney Weaver is his third choice. Very versatile actress with a lot of classics in her backlog. Christopher Lee, I Need Me Some Dracula. Mm, and Scaramanga mm. and Saruman. And finally... Tom Cruise, uh, a bit mainstream perhaps, but a lot of entertainment. And, yeah. and he's also put bubbling just outside the list. I have other great actors such as Bill Paxton, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Sandra Bullock, Nicolas Cage, Jennifer yeah. Lawrence, Jeff Goldblum, Patrick Swayze. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Robert Englund and many, many more. Uh, so hard. I've changed the list several times while just writing this email. Might as well <laughs> face it. This list will never be done. It's simply not possible, but it was fun. And agonising at the same time to try. Thanks, yeah. guys, Frederick. Awesome. That's us, fun and agonising. Yes, that's, that could be how how uh, decade of decadent shows are described. Fun yet agonising, mate. So, um, how many how many was that for Stallone? Um, including me. Yes. Uh, no wait, no, no, no wait. Not including you. <laughs> you twat. <laughs> Not including me. Ooh, yeah, excluding like, excluding hosts, as we must do. Um, I don't know. I've, I've never been very good at maths, mate. So I don't know. Quite a few, I would think. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Please let us know if you uh, manage to get a, a tally on how many people, not including us. Even Arnie got more votes than Sly in this, mate. This is just getting ridiculous. Well, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's good. Okay. Well, I think my, next, my natural progression for this, keep the ball rolling with this. I don't know uh, if you had any ideas, Dave, but I think director must be the next. Oh, good. Five call. directors. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I've. I think like I've already got three in my head immediately. So. Um, okay. I think this will be a bit easier for me than the the stars, but um, the actors. So, but yeah, next month, yeah, send in the director's choice. Yeah, either send us in an email or watch out on our Twitter. Um, again, we always we record usually towards the end of the month, so we'll be recording towards the end of November next time. Keep an eye on our Twitter, and I'll put the question up on there. Or, like I said, or just email us anyway. Yeah, yeah. five directors, and you can only watch the films by then. Mm, yeah, 
Good call, mate. Yeah, I will have a think about that. Um, right, I think it's we've got to go over, mate, because it is it is like I said at the top of the show, Rocktober. It is. It has it been was. for you. It has been for I mean, you. Technically, it was. You know, we're recording this on the twenty fifth. Um, yeah, I've got no more gigs this month, so um, it was Rocktober. I guess you can say. Mm-hmm. And what better way to start Rocktober? What rock icon, the heaviest of the heavy? Like, if you if you search metal in the dictionary, there would be a photo of this guy's face. I want to see Richard Marks <laughs> at Union Chapel. <laughs> this was a. I mean, I've made some odd decisions at lunchtime. I think one of my most. I don't want to say famous. That sounds a bit douchey. But one of the most uh, well-known. That's the same fucking thing. Um, <laughs> decisions was, you know, like that time where I decided to look for a certain guy called Stuart Chapin yes. when I was on my lunch at work. Yeah. Uh, this time it was, um, I think, uh, Matt as well. I think that was um, mm-hmm. a lunchtime thing. This time was the decision being like, yeah, I'm, I think I'm just going to go and get, I'm going to buy a ticket to go and see Richard Marks perform at a church in Islington. <laughs> <laughs> That's something you think of most lunchtimes, really, to be honest, is it? Yeah, I mean, I'd seen it floating around on Twickets, and I was, because he played about three nights there, I was just like, maybe, and then I was just like, nah, I'm going. Um, <laughs> not only that, but a tour shirt. Um, it was great fun. It was really good. He, he was acoustic, him and a guitar and a piano, and he just did, like, I didn't really know many of his songs. Obviously, I know Right Here Waiting. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, Hazard, um, yeah, the main two I know, but God, he had some bangers. That's it when you when you go somewhere and you think, oh, well, I know you know a couple maybe, and then they start playing them and you go, yeah, I know that one and that one. Yeah, that one. you know it, or you're just like, whoa, this is good. Yeah. And, you know, it's more new music to get into. So, yeah, it was really good. It was literally in a church. We were I was going back there on um, Monday coming up, but um, that gig got postponed. Fabio Fritzi. Um, uh, but no, really cool venue. I think I saw Goblin there a few years ago. Um, Hard seats. I was I was really tired that day for some reason. I was a bit <laughs> run down. Um, I think mean, I was on the cusp of um, you know what, or a fluey thing because hmm. I was just so tired. So the hard wooden pews helped. Uh, woke me up a bit. Like couldn't get comfortable. That's good when you are. But no, he was really good. Um, really good show. Um, he came on stage and was like, "I'm going to soft rock the shit out of you." <laughs> Like, for real, he was very funny and self-deprecating, you know, um, That's good. quite humble as well. His new album, he did some songs of his new album, which they were really good as well. One of the songs, Taylor Hawkins played drums on before he passed, because um, they na- they were neighbours, um, which just goes to show how much, how respected and loved Taylor Hawkins was, because everyone, you know, from Richard Marks all the way up to, you know, Dave Chappelle, you know, they all, yeah. you and, yeah, crazy. But no, really good, really good um Really good, really good show. In a church as well. Yeah, yeah, in a in an actual church. Mm, nice. But yeah, really good venue. Um, if you've not been to Union Chapel, it's uh, very nice. Mm. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, it was a Monday, and the next gig I went to. Um, uh, I mean, it's just the same sort of thing, really. I saw Anthrax at Brixton Academy <laughs> from Richard Marks to Anthrax. I don't think many people would have made that jump. No, but, uh, I did, and yeah, oh my god, they were good. Yeah, really, really fun. Um, crowd were mental. I really like the Brixton Academy. Um, it sort of slopes down a bit. 
so you can sort of stand near the back and just have a really good view of the stage because there's no one heads That's in the way because it sort of slopes down to the yeah. the flat bit of the front. Yeah, that is good. Yeah, we saw um, we saw the midnight there um, earlier this year, and it's just such a good venue. I really like it, and uh, I think I pretty much stood exactly where I was for the midnight because I was like, this is a good spot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, they're a brilliant big stage. They felt like a band that should be playing like Wembley Arena sort of level, uh, but here they are at Brixton. But a lot of bands who playing Brixton um, this last year or so, um, I like that Nine Inch Nails were playing at Brixton Academy earlier mm-hmm. this year. Um, you know, like, like Anthrax, um, and uh, there was another example, but it's completely gone out of my head. But you know, just bands who's like, wow, you're playing here. You should be, yeah, you know, playing. Yeah. Here. You know, like. But, you know, the crowd, like, it's huge. You know, it's like, it doesn't look big, but it just gets so many people in there. And, uh, yeah, no, they were excellent, really good. Nice. And, uh, yeah, it was the same day that um, I went to the Jennifer Lawrence thing as well. That was which a was, busy uh, day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, was like, that yeah was, another busy day, mate. That was quite interesting. It was like, she was really down to earth, but they got, like, stuffy English lady interviewing her. And um, <laughs> there was a bit of a, like, that uh, cultural and age di- a divide. I just wish they'd got someone like Edith Bowman or someone like that to interview her. Yeah. You know, someone more in the age range. Um, uh, but there we go. Hmm. There we go. But, yeah, interesting. And, uh, of course, there were some, um, like, teenage girls, like 18, 19-year-old girls sat next to me. And I literally, I started crying when she came out because, my God, you know, <laughs> Hunger Games in it, so of course, yeah, yeah. And then they were probably like nine or ten when you know they were coming out yeah. those films. So yeah, God. So yeah, their hero. That'd be like if I if like Arnie's came out, I'd be I'd have been crying like a like a, like a teenage girl. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, Rocktober continues yes. with um, back to Brixton again uh, for Heat, oh, uh, another really good venue in Brixton, Electric mm. uh, in Brixton. Yeah, and that was. Um, that was fun. Um, support band. Oh, I'm going to be saying a bit about support bands at the end of this because, <laughs> like, I can't. Oh, fuck it. I'll do it now. Like, it's just I'm, I'm turning into old man. I just want to see the band I paid to see and go home and <laughs> get 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 to bed, especially on a school night. Um, not so much for synthwave because that's a new, quite a new genre to me still. Yeah. Uh, it's just like I can't even remember. I think can't remember who the support bands were for heat and it was literally this time last week wow literally this time last week. Oh, actually this time last week i hadn't left the house for support band reasons i missed the first one i think i came in at the end of their last song there was another one can't remember them um and then heat were great yeah yeah really good yeah. really good live uh played a couple of songs off um um across the nation their 2012 album um with uh, different singer, the one who uh, won um, Swedish Idol or something. Mm-hmm. I'll get to that in a minute. Um, but this was their original singer, and yeah, really good. Lots of fun. There's big cheese rock anthems, just what you want. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Can't go wrong with a bit of cheese rock, mate. Not at all. Not at all. Very next day, last Wednesday, um, off to Wembley Arena to see Billy Idol. Oh. Um, and now, now these, now I did go to see the support for this because I was like, oh, I'll give them a try because I'd heard of them and knew them and hadn't seen them before. So the first support was Toya Wilcox, yeah, or Toya, mm. um, and nah, I just did not like the songs. That's just just a main thing. <laughs> did not like the songs. Um, just sort of sat there. I had good seats. I just sort of sat there. Everyone else did really. A few people were up and dancing, mm. but that's about it. Uh, and then Killing Joke. Uh, with our next support because television dropped out uh, at the last minute. And I mean, it was a last minute substitution. Um, 
but I mean, I didn't dig it at all. But I think if maybe if I'd, it wasn't really rock and roll show sort of band. Yeah, sort of just dark. He has this singer has this character that he plays. Doesn't really say much to the crowd. Um, mm. maybe in another circumstance, but yeah, not not then. Yeah, and I was just like everyone was sat for that, and I'm just like you're getting to a point where like this is all seated. Are people actually going to stand up for Billy Idol or is like one person <laughs> going to stand up in front of me and I'm going to have to stand up with all this? Yeah. But like the moment he came out of the club, just woke up. Yeah. Big, big stage show. Like these like video screens and stuff is getting, you know, it's getting a real good alternative to like pyro and yeah, yeah. actually building stages. It's just quite handy. This was like a combo of two. There was like a steps going up to a thing at the back and it all had different video backgrounds for each song and stuff, which worked really well. Um, yeah, he was great. Yeah, really good. He's he's one of those artists where like even his new stuff's like consistently good. And uh, yeah, played all the hits, played some new stuff. Crowd loved him, and we even got Steve Stevens playing the Top Gun theme, <laughs> which was considering you know this has been the year of Top Gun uh, with how well Maverick's done. That was quite quite apt. Yeah, definitely, Mason. That's uh, that's a nice touch there, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, just last night, another one, um, Skid Row. Um, originally, this was going to be Skid Row and Winger. Yeah, Winger. I mean, Fairfax to them. They they were transparent and were like, this was going to cost us a bit of money in the first place, but because of the economy mm. and you know um, everything. Cheers, uh, government. Um, it literally ended up costing him, would have been costing him twice as much. They just couldn't afford to do it. But they were transparent and honest about Fair it. Fair play, yeah. And this, you yeah, know, this shuffled. Um, at one point, um, was it Phil X, Bonnet Jovi's guitarist? Yes. Yeah, they were on the support bill. They just dropped out. I don't know why they did. So it became a very different show with the support. And again, I rocked up. Free support bands, like, honest to God. <laughs> We don't need this, especially when, like, the door... Okay, so I said, I messaged you this day. The doors opened at 6.30. I wasn't there for 6.30. I got there about 10 past quarter past seven, and they are playing their last song. And obviously, they didn't come on the moment the doors opened. Yeah, so. yeah. So what, like 20 minutes, if that? was yeah. the point? Um, and then, and I know we've oh, giving new bands a chance. I know, but, you know, it's barely enough time for it to sink in. And then um, they did a fair play to them. They brought out... Um, they did bring an 80s rock band with them yeah. instead of Winger. It was Enough's Enough. Mm-hmm. Um, they played about 25 minutes and made a choice to play two Beatles covers. I'm not a Beatles fan, but even I was offended about how bad these were. <laughs> like this, God, a never-ending opening of Magical Mystery Tour, then Eleanor Rigby and um, not back-to-back, but I didn't. Um, it's just like, they were rotten. When, when you've only got, like you said, just a limited time. and if I was talking to a guy in the crowd and he said, yeah, I saw, last time I saw them, I can't remember where he said they did this, and but they had a longer set then, so it made more sense. Yeah. It's like, what is it like in England? Oh, people, England, they want to hear the Beatles. No. You, no, you want to hear the songs from the band. Yeah, and they played New Thing and Fly High Michelle, but they were pretty rotten. Like, he's pretty, his voice, I mean, it's never been, the thing with Enough's Enough, I think his name's Chips Enough. Yeah, yeah. Don't think that's his real name. Um, <laughs> that is, never been the strongest singer. No, no. But now with age, and it's a like it's not the original. It's it's just him and younger people who I think I was. I, I think I'm old. Like I'm pretty sure I'm older than his backing band. So <laughs> all of them. But you know they played well, but wasn't good. Yeah. Which but and at the time I was just like, oh, why aren't enough's enough uh, sub headlining to Skid Row? 
Mm. And I was like, oh, that's why. Yeah. And then uh, the ubiquitous treatment came out. Um, um, I bumped into a friend and was just sort of chatting to them. Didn't really watch the treatment. Saw them support um, Reckless Love last month. Yeah. They're f- I mean, I'm just echoing it. Like, they're fine, but I, and they're very enthusiastic and play very well, but they've just got no memorable songs. <laughs> just, I can't, like, five minutes later, I couldn't tell you one of their songs. And you had seen them, like you said, just not long yeah, ago. Yeah, I've seen as them, well. like, yeah, yeah. And, like, on that night, you know, when I saw some of Sport Reckless Love, I sat, I stood there and watched the whole set. Yeah. Whole fucking hour of it. And, um, couldn't tell you any of their songs five minutes later. They're just not memorable songs. Um, they play very well. They're very enthusiastic. Like it's, feels good when it's on, but mm. just, I just feel like they're going to be the band that I'm just going to keep seeing, like supporting people. Yeah, yeah, good so, uh, But yeah, so yeah, that was October, as you've dubbed it. Um, there was a few extra bits, but um, uh, I was going to go were, to Fabio. What was Skid Row like, though? Oh, yeah. Amazing. <laughs> my God, I just moved on. Just, no, I'm only going to moan. I'm only moaning. Us. You're just edging us. You're just edging us, mate. And it's like, come on, come on, where's the Skid Row chat? And then you just left us hanging. Good God, come on. So, Dave, um, I will start a petition about this, but please don't say the, use the term edging anymore. <laughs> I will start an online petition for this if I have to. <laughs> we don't want to hear that again. Okay, sorry. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um... Skid Row, yes. Okay, so they've got a new singer who was the singer in Heat for the album I mentioned mm. um, that I really liked. I think it's my favourite Heat album. And wow, I mean, I know Skid Row have gone through some singers since their buck. Uh, most recently, the dude out of Dragon Force. I never heard them with him. I don't even think, I'm not even sure they released an album with him. Mm. Um, I've, I've always thought in my head without actually listening to them in any way, shape, or form, that would be a good fit. <laughs> uh, but they went there separate. This guy, um, Eric, Eric, um, fuck it stay with him he is a mate the range and like he's young he's he's just got an amazing voice um the new album is out um it's pretty decent check that out for the voice but like watching him live so much better it's just he just nailed it he just got all the mannerisms in the songs and new songs wasn't just proved that he wasn't just aping seb buck yeah um yeah, yeah i think all these people who still i can't remember when when he left Skid Row, like mid nineties, late nineties, mm. whatever it was, just like oh, bring back Seb. It's like nah, watch this guy, watch Skid Row <laughs> of this guy. They've got a new lease of life. Yeah. Um. I mean, they sold out Kentish Town Forum. Um. They um. When I saw them last, and of course you remember that. This is with um. I do apologise. I can't remember the singer's name. That he passed away a few years ago. Yeah. Um. That was with them, and they were good, and that was a walkfront in Norwich, and they didn't even sell that out, and now. They've got um, this uh, new um, album with a new producer who's done a lot of albums with big names. You've seen, like, you can see tube posters for it around the underground in London, which is like fucking hell. What Skid Row poster in the underground? Um, and selling out the forum, yeah, no, and just you know, and they're filming the show for a Blu-ray. Oh, it's going to look amazing. Yeah, just amazing, really good. Just really impressed me. This, yeah, and. Although a little bit of me like, wow, imagine if we had Winger then that. Oh, but, my <laughs> God, yeah. Wow. What yeah, that would have probably been. been one of the best uh, top-to-bottom gigs of the year yeah. that happened. But it didn't. I can't, you can't dwell, I guess. But uh, no, and um, uh, uh, You've Gone Wild at the end. Out came the confetti cannons. Mm. Out came the giant inflatable balls you bounce around. Smoke machines, everything. Just, yeah, amazing. That's good. Really good. Yeah, great show. Um, if you get the chance to see them anywhere, do it. Put your Leave your Seb Buck 
uh, thing at the door and just give him a chance. Yeah. I think I'm really impressed because that guy can fucking sing and he's a really good front man as well. So, Oh, yeah. I hope I get the chance to see them soon then. That'll be good. Yeah, hopefully they'll come back round. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, I was, yeah, there was a couple of other bits, but um, uh, gig-wise, but um, my uh, Fabio Fritzi was postponed because, eh, mm. I still don't know. Mm. I think I sent you that, and it's still pretty yeah. hard to. Yeah. People are getting ill. What? Oh, yeah, the economy. What? <laughs> Be specific. <laughs> if you're gonna like make a half-assed attempt to like blame something, at least have the balls to blame it rather than <laughs> oh yeah, yeah someone's something. yeah someone's mum I know. Just like it's ticket sales, you know. <laughs> Not as many people know Fabio Fritz as they do Goblin, for example. Mm. Like we had the same thing with Wasp. I mean, at least, I mean. I mean, Wasp blamed it on COVID. Yeah, but yeah. Even though COVID cases were really low at the time, but yeah. I digress. Like, <laughs> it's just like guys. Just say if it's, if it's ticket sales on you know the lack thereof. Just, just say, just say, just, yeah, say. just say it. Yeah, like just be honest. Like we're gonna have to. Like we can't afford to run it based on these sales. Yeah. Um, be honest. And. uh yeah, but yeah, it's such a lame thing. So, um, luckily, it was uh, uh, Chris Howard's coming down for it. Um, Halloween night in London. It's always going to be something else to do. Mm. And uh, we're going to go and see Mark Commode and Simon Mayo at the Indigo uh, do their Halloween show. That'll be good. Which hopefully be good. Yeah, it should be. Just be a nice day. Yeah. A nice a nice day. Mm. Um, what else have I got? I've got, uh, I think I mentioned this last time. I've got Ghost Watch. Yeah. On Friday at the BFI. That'll yes. be fun. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we moved from October into synth November. <laughs> don't know if that works, but yeah, Carpenter Brute, number fifth, mm-hmm. Magic Sword LeBrock, who has heard on. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was the latest Soundcheck Amount show, LeBrock. I knew it was called Soundcheck Amount. Listen to it as well. Yeah, great. Listen song. to it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good song. They're really good. Like you were saying, the fusion of rock and synth on it is, uh, you know, really good. Mm. Um, Bit like, I mean, I could see them touring with uh, Reckless Love. Yeah, oh, good God, yeah, that'd be a great fit. Yeah, it would be. What, what a gig! I'd yeah. love to go to that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and uh, also uh, another band called Droid Bishop, all at the Underworld in Camden. On the, the very next day after Carpenter Brew, I'm going to be a bit worse aware, but mm. screw it. And then um, Future Sounds, which is a uh, 7 p.m. Well, it was last time to 2 a.m. Cavalcade of synth music, uh, and I think it's in Hackney um, as well. Um, Perturbator. What the hell? Perturbator, another sort of heavier synth band. Um, again, Electric Brixton. They're supported by a band called Health, who are heavy in synthy. Um, I mean, this isn't a gig, but there's um Synth City who run Synth Wave Club Nights. They're running um Electric Ballroom in Camden on Friday the eighteenth. Mm-hmm. So like birthday night out because I've got some friends getting married over my birthday weekend. So yeah. Uh, my birthday's been taken away from me this year. <laughs> I'm also going to the Dark Side Festival, Festival of Horror Movies. Um, uh, the very next day, God, I'm going to be feeling like shite Bloody for it. But hell. yeah, Carolyn Monroe's going to be there. Um, your boy out of Zombie Flesh Eaters and Contamination's going to be there. There's all sorts of stars from um, European horror. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's really going to be good. Um, there'll be plenty of photos of the day. You'll get to meet them all, get they'll sign stuff. Film screenings, yeah, but I'm going to be fucking done <laughs> at the end of that. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've got um, 
I've got, well, I mean, I guess two other big things. Obviously, as you may know, I'm seeing um, the boss, Springsteen, twice yes. next year. Yes. On the, I, I believe it's for, was it June or July? I'm looking at my diary. Um, <laughs> July. Yeah, the 6th and 8th. I'm seeing Springsteen at Hyde Park. And I'm just like, oh, I wonder what I'll do on the day off in between. And they announced another person playing Hyde Park on the um, 7th, Yeah, I guess. Uh, <laughs> lack of any other options, <laughs> and I'll just ended up buying a ticket for that. And yes, I will go and see Billy Joel. Oh my! So you're gonna you're gonna see Springsteen, then the next night Billy Joel, then the night after the next... Springsteen again. Yeah, Holy they'll probably shit. show up. I wouldn't be shocked if they showed up at each other's. Um, yeah, thing as yeah, well, I think that's mates, a good point. So, uh, yeah, but um, yes, why not? Why not? Three, three days not. at Hyde Park. Yeah, so uh, yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. Billy Joel, it's like yeah, it's his only European show, so yeah. God, that's pretty good. <laughs> I'm also going to see um, a lot less. Let's bring it down from. Do you remember Creed? Yes, I do. Not the film. We'll talk to them about that in a bit. I'm yeah. sure. Um, uh, but yeah, the band. Yeah. Um, I'm going to see the singer Scott Stapp. Mm. Um, obviously, the band are now Alterbridge and um, are playing. I think they're playing Wembley in the start of December, which I'm hoping to get a ticket for if I see a cheap one. Um, but yeah, they've gone on to huge mega success. And uh, mm. I'm not saying Scott Stapp hasn't, but. Uh, yeah, he's pre, pre, uh, he had a look, he pretty much just plays Creed songs. So, yeah. <laughs> Get my post grunge on. Yeah. I know he sing, I know a lot of his songs are about Jesus and stuff, but my sacrifice with arms wide open, you know. How can you not? Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. So, um, and yeah, what else did I book? What else have I You're booking booked? far too much. Far too much. I mean, how dare you? I mean, how dare you have a good time? How dare you? I mean, there's the, there's a the holiday to New York as well. Mm. Yes. Start spreading the news. Am I right? <laughs> back, yeah, I mean, God, I think back in we the were just New in... York groove, mate. Yeah, I mean, God, you, I'm pretty sure you made the same joke the last time. My God, mm. um, we were in the fledgling days of a podcast when um, yes. I headed off to New York for the first time in 2012. Um, not a bit over 10 years. Um, yeah, March, uh, middle of March next year. I'm, I'm going back Very for nice. uh, five nights, um, uh, staying in Soho. I mean, the hotel was dirt cheap, so I'm not expecting much from it. But um, mm. it's, it's it's on Manhattan Island, so um, which is uh, which is good. Um, I'm getting there on a Monday, going back on a Saturday. Um, not just staying um, staying in New York. Uh, well, I'm staying hotel wise in New York, but I'm yeah. having days out. Uh, one of the days I'm going to go to Philadelphia on the train. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, unfortunately, I'm on a budget, so I can't meet up with Mike and do the uh, Yo Rocky film tour. Um, I'm sure if you're not on a budget, it's highly recommended, as you know, oh, Dave. Most definitely. God, yeah. But uh, unfortunately, I can't quite. Uh, I have X amount of money for this. Look at me. Come on. The economy is what it is. I've got X <laughs> amount of money for this, and I can't quite uh, justify yeah, yeah. doing it. So I'll have to do the Rocky Steps and the statue on my own. If I'm nearby any other um, landmarks during my day in Philly, um, I will I will visit them, get a cheesesteak, oh, all yes. that sort of yeah, you've got to do Philly that. stuff. You've got to do that. Um, and now, actually, one of the days I'm over there, I'm going to make sure it's not the same day because I'll be tempted. Springsteen is playing in Philly. Oh, my God. But I'm sure you remember um, when the tickets went on sale. I think it was August time. Um, the, the Ticketmaster, all the stuff about Ticketmaster, how they're jacking up the prices based on demand now, which is insane. Oh, that's I don't know how yeah. they are allowed to do that. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's like Uber surge pricing. Yeah. It's like... 
it's insane. Like, how can they actually legally ethic? Well, not ethic. They don't care about ethics, but do that. Mm. Um, so yeah, like I was looking, and like if you want to s- sit behind the stage, they're selling tickets for behind the stage, guys. Jesus, it's like almost three hundred dollars. What for behind the stage? In. You may get a glimpse at the back of his head, or when he turns around and mops his face with a towel. So yeah, that was reason number one. Yeah. Reason number two: seeing him twice next year anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, Reason number three, I already booked another gig um, <laughs> at that point. Um, uh, on the Friday night, um, I'm going to the, the most famous arena in the world, mm-hmm. Madison Square Garden. Oh, God, I would love to go to a gig there. Love to. I um, I actually, when I was in New York last time, I stood outside it. Yeah. But this time I'm going in and letting me in. Let me in, folks. <laughs> and um, this is, I mean, this is what the headline is a band that plays. I mean, they're from the UK, uh, but don't really play arenas in the uk anymore because it's always festival gigs uh is muse oh, okay. and uh, they're being supported by and you wouldn't put these two together on a support bill but why not evanescence bloody hell yeah so that's going to be great i'm up in the upper tier but it's more about uh being in msg oh, yeah seeing a band and you know the, as i like like as long as i can see the stage I don't care. Yeah, so. what an experience. Like I said, I yeah, always wanted good. to go there. And then like you, you know, I've walked past it enough times, but never been in there for a gig. So yeah, yeah that'll so be so that's good. That's going to be great. Um, and another of the days, I'm going to go to Atlantic City. I'm a, I'm a, I want to go on a train journey, which is Philly, and a coach journey, which is Atlantic City. Um, just, I mean, that's more for a few hours, walk a boardwalk, have yeah. something to eat, that sort of thing. I don't think I want to, you know, like I think it's got a bit of a rep being a bit of a shithole but um it's a springsteen <laughs> thing it's a sopranos thing yeah you know just go somewhere in jersey yeah yeah have a look around and uh yeah while you're there yeah, and just have a coach trip as well get a greyhound get yes. a greyhound bus yes um do that that's a bit of public transport's a big thing i'm looking forward to just like yeah i want to get an amtrak train and i want to get a greyhound bus and that so there'll be like two and a half yeah like for monday evening afternoon evening all day Tuesday, all day Friday before I go to the gig, and Saturday morning lunchtime in New York, and then those two days. So cool. it's going to be busy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I didn't want, um, as much as I was tempted with Springsteen, again, much like the, the Rocky film tour, on a budget. And also, I didn't want this to be the gig holiday, like, oh, I'm going to a gig this night, or this night, yeah. this night. Yeah. Like, um, maybe on a Tuesday in New York, I'll go and see a show. Yeah, um, that'd be good like if you that. can. Yeah. Yeah, yeah go and see a show, stand up thing one night, you know, stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I know last time I went, I went to, um, bloody went to the cinema, didn't I? Of course I did. But uh, that's because it was on West 34th Street, which is a famous, you know, for movie nerds, you know, that was a sleazy cinema street. Yeah. You see in, well, God, in films like we're going to talk about in a bit, Basket Case. Yeah. You see it right there. It's just like, yeah, I want to, yeah, no, it's a bit weird to go to the cinema on your holiday, but. <laughs> on that street it was just like yeah you've got to go i've got to say you know, i've yeah. seen a film on this week it may be i think it was like lincoln and i think the other one i think actually oh, was two in the end um, the other one was one some i think it was wreck it ralph it wasn't exactly <laughs> maniac or basket case but um those those cinemas don't exist anymore it's all the multiplexes yeah. but uh, but yeah i mean yeah there'll be plenty of fun stuff to do i want to with the new york thing i've done all the touristy stuff i want to do something a bit more yeah yeah do something beach. different yeah let's like say once you've got because I think you Get do. The first time you go anywhere like that, like New York, you do. You know, you, you know. I've been like to do all that. <laughs> the top of the Empire State, and I went to the top of the old Twin Towers. And yeah, you've got to. Yeah, you've got to do yeah, all of that. Yeah, all all of that. Don't you, you do all the usual stuff? But I think if you're gonna, you know, you go back to a place again, you want to want to see something a bit different. 
yeah so yeah i'm really looking forward to it it just feels a bit weird it's been by the time it rolls around it's been almost five years since i went abroad so mm-hmm. yeah that's a thought isn't it yeah something getting, yeah getting i mean back into world travel again would be good yeah oddly what i'm planning i think i was planning to do it but staying in philly instead of staying in new york was i was sort of looking i was eyeing up eyeing it up to do it in spring 2020 and i just was just like i never bothered to start saving my money which is just as well um because of what happened in spring 2020 mm, mm-hmm. but um yeah here we go four months time off i go mm, nice mate very nice stories to be told when you return oh my god yeah that'd be that'd be a good one <laughs> um anything do you want to put anything else out there no i think i've i think i've covered everything going on massive massive gig month though mate this has been for you massive gig yeah month. yeah another one next month yeah um, that'll be a yeah a lot of, like said, again, you know lots of it 80s related as well it's like oh still winger come on winger get yourselves over here Let's, well uh, when when he put up a video thing saying they had to drop out they said they were going to try it for next year so. yeah let's hope so yeah, yeah. everything we'll crossed see. i'd love to see him yeah well i've got some uh music related stuff and because def leppard and motley crew have just finished their north american tour and they've announced they're coming across to europe next year they have mm, big gig now big gig yeah wembley stadium wembley stadium really cool to see you know 80s rock bands do a show at wembley stadium really cool but fuck me have you heard vince neil's voice yes <laughs> i mean i messaged my uh, a couple of friends about it one of them messaged back with there's a video going around with like t- people trying to translate what he's singing what he's actually saying it's awful <laughs> so you know you can go um i may still go i'm not ruling it out mm. i'll it's uh, another friend just messaged me not long before we came on air the o2 priority thingy ticket sales go on tomorrow he asked me if you wanted me to get one get one for me and it's like nah, mate, you're right i'll see what trickets are doing there over time yeah yeah I mean, I've seen Def Leppard, I've seen Motley Crue when you could make out what Vince Neil. I mean, Vince Neil, like, enough's enough, dude. Mm. Never the greatest singer, but... <laughs> that'd be, it's, I mean, they're going to be like 100 quid tickets for just general admission. Yeah, it's not going to be cheap. Um, and, I mean, there could be a good support lineup. I swear to God, if a treatment end up opening, I'm <laughs> not going. But, um, but um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. But really, because I mean, it's not just Wembley, they're doing it, they're literally doing a stadium tour in the UK, which is really, you know, it's weird. Like, I remember when the darkness came out and the sort of 80s rock revival happened. Mm. They never, like, even then, Def Leppard and Motley Crue wouldn't have been able to headline shows yeah. at Wembley Stadium. Yeah. But now they can, and it's weird. And, you know, you know, like Skid Row last night, like, rabid audience. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah well. I think this will be, you know, Vince Neil's voice to one side, obviously. I think it will be, it'll definitely be a spectacle. You know, you'll. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's something to, uh, you know, just seeing, you know, I saw Motley Crue at Down. Yeah, I think, I think both bands have only seen them at Download, which is, you know, a big open air thing, but, mm. you know, them having their own stage shows and stuff, that's almost worth having yeah. to sort of wince your way through uh, Vince Neil's vocals. Mm. <laughs> Uh, Although plenty of time before next summer, he might. Well, yeah, that's what happened, you know. And like you've said before, Twickets, you get some bargains on there, mate. So you just don't know. Yeah, if you if you hold your nerve to the last minute, that's yeah, it. Sure. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like playing poker. So see <laughs> see what you can do. Uh, November the fifth, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Judas Priest being inducted, and they're going to play an eight minute gig, sort of a melody of their um, their greatest hits, you could say, with KK Downing playing. He's back. He's back for eight minutes, mate. 
which I'm very I happy. I didn't even know he was gone. <laughs> you didn't. You, what? Don't you dare say you didn't know KK was not with Priest. He was. Oh, mate, I'd like. I, they announced that Blink-182 thing with the original whatever it is who returning to the band. Didn't even know they'd split up. <laughs> so, yeah, it's not just it's not just Judas Priest. I am... Um... Yeah, it's like, it's, finally, even though it's eight minutes, I get to see KK back in Priest for a little bit, so that'll be nice. So, even though, even though for me, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame needs bugger all, really, um, it'll be, it'd just be nice to to see them back together for a little bit, which would be cool. Les Binks, they're going to have two drummers, Scott Travis and Les Binks as well. So, yeah, be good. Fuck's Les Binks. Les Binks. Les Binks, yeah. Stop saying that. <laughs> Les Binks, well, is he their original drummer or something? Yeah, well, he was with them for two albums. So, oh, okay. yeah. Fair play. Long, it, long enough. I mean... Binksy. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think that's it for music-related stuff. Although, in a roundabout way, I do want to give a, a shout-out to um, Brands for Fans. Now, anybody that sees our website, hopefully it's all of you, will know that it did a piece and talked about it on some podcasts um, about they did the Ozzy Osbourne, The Ultimate Gin. Gin, obviously. Yes. The, the 47%. Um, they very kindly have sent us a bottle of Kiss Navy Strength Cold Gin. Obviously, Kiss had to release cold gin, which is 57%. Oof. Not opened it yet, so get ready Get ready for probably a very tipsy review when it does go on the uh, on the website. And, Are you uh, going to do a – I saw you did a, your unboxing yes, Rambo today. Yeah. Are you going to do an un, – an un, well, not an uncorking, an, but, you know. An opening, a swigging, and a getting pissed all about um, cold gin. Yeah. Imagine that video. Who would have thought? Who would have thought, like, I mean, I know it's Kiss, so it's probably not a stretch of imagination, but actual cold gin. Yeah. An actual bottle of Kiss cold gin in your possession. I know. I'm going to have to put it in the fridge to get it cold as well. I can't yeah. drink it. You can't drink cold gin warm, surely. No. That, no I mean, you could, but it defeats that. It does defeat, yeah. It, it'd just be wrong, wouldn't it? So, yeah, got that to come. So, yeah, watch out for the website, your review of that. Yeah, and like you said, and I guess... I guess this does come under Sly News. Yo, Polly! It, it arrived today. I ordered it in June. The Rambo First Blood 4K Ultra HD Zavi Exclusive Steel Book Collector's Edition. There's a mouthful. Uh, it did. It finally arrived. Oh, my God. And, yes, I did film uh, an unboxing video today. Never done one of those before. That's, you know, it's for the kids, isn't it, really? Uh, no idea what I was doing. Don't know how it's going to turn out. Uh, keep an eye on our YouTube channel. Subscribe so you don't miss it because you, you won't want to miss this. It is um, it's fucking awesome, mate. It's got all sorts of stuff in it from like Rambo's dog tag to a sheriff's badge, teasels, so on, sheriff thing, cards. Um, watch the video. It's it's like such a package. I was so excited when that arrived. So, uh, yeah, it'll go well with it'll go well with my other Steelbook 4K of First Blood that Tina got me a couple of years ago. So you know, me obsessed, Lovely. no chance. No, uh, never. never. I, I, and I guess also in a roundabout way, this is Sly News. Yo, Polly. Creed Three trailer. Yes, we've seen it. It's been released the third of the third. 23. So at least with that, there's no mix-up on the release date if you're in the UK or if you're in America. 
because it's the third of the third. You can read it either way. It's still the yeah. same. It's the third of March. Uh, what did you think of it, mate? I thought it looked good. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. What like, what is going on? Like, I remember, like, this isn't me just half of it. Like, when Creed 2 came out, Stallone was like, that's the end of a Rocky story. It's my last appearance as Rocky. I'm giving him my blessing to carry on. And now it doesn't. I mean, it's, it's just because they're not paying him. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole story. I mean, I've again, if um, the best thing to do is to watch Mike Kunder's um, YouTube channel with the Rocky podcast because he, he dives deep into it. Because of course, he's a friend of Sly now. You know, they swap messages together and everything. Mm. And it is, it's it, the short story. Basically, is the the owners of the Rocky franchise, the name and anything associated with it. Um, they're just like really fucking Sly over and not giving him the crumbs from the table or anything. Like Sly's had ideas for at least one more Rocky film that he'd love to do, which from the bits I've heard would be, makes for a very interesting Rocky uh, didn't, film. Uh, the devil's advocate here, you know. Go on, go on. Go didn't on. he say that was it after Creed 2? I'm pretty sure he well, did. Yeah, well, yeah. But then all this renovation started in Kensington where it's filmed. And uh, yeah, when you go to Philadelphia, mate, stay away from Kensington. That's <laughs> Especially if you're yeah. by yourself. Stay, you know, stay by the Rocky Steps and all of that. Where Rocky was filmed, make sure you've got people with you if you want to go there. Um, Fair enough. But yeah, it seems he's, it's like he's just being done over, Sly is with Rocky and, and him and his family are getting nothing from it going forward. And it's it's just a bit of a, it's just a bit, of, you know, morally it's a bit wrong what's happening to him. So, um, yeah. I watched, the, I watched the trailer for Creed 3 and... Because obviously, you know, big Sly fan. Um, he's Rocky is the emotional heart of these movies for me, and he's not in it. And this could just be about anybody. I mean, yeah, it's the son of Apollo Creed, which ties it in. But uh, I'm going to be. I'll probably end up watching it at some point. But I'm in no big hurry to watch it. I won't be going to the cinema to watch it. I know that. But mm, yeah, if and when I get a chance, I could watch it. But it doesn't doesn't interest me unfortunately no sly no thank you um so i may as well even this up with a little bit of uh, arnie news put that cookie down now it was the arnie classic that i mentioned in i think it was the last show uh, it happened at the end of september and arnie pissed a lot of people off because he didn't appear he didn't turn up really? for his own Arnie classic, and people had spent. Oh wow, he was that. Was, yeah, people had that spent was posters of him around the tube for months. Yeah, exactly. People had like forked out five hundred quid for a meet and greet, and you know, obviously they got the money back, uh, hmm. but they were severely disappointed and vented their anger about saying that he didn't turn up. So, yeah. any reason? Or I don't know. To be honest with you, I don't know the reason. I mean, obviously there is one, but what it is, I don't know. So, yeah, a lot of pissed off Arnie fans, unfortunately, to do with that. Uh, 80s related stuff on the TV over here in the UK. Uh, It's been on Channel 5. It's it's called Joe Brand's Classic Comedy Sketches of the 80s. Some great stuff on there, mate. So, you know, just if you're into your 80s comedy from the UK, there's all sorts of stuff. Some are remembered, some had forgotten about. all of it funny though. So yeah, if you get the chance, search for that Joe Brand's classic comedy sketches of the eighties. Uh, I did mention this YouTube channel. Oh my god, it must be like way over a year ago. It's called Reshoots, and what they do is they go back to the location of films, and they 
they reenact. They don't just go back and film where the films happened. They reenact the actual shots with the camera movements and everything and, and have them side by side. You can see the film as it was back in the 80s or, or 70s, 90s. They go through all different eras. Uh, but one recent one that they put up was uh, Desperately Seeking Susan from 1984. Okay. Yeah, and it's, so it's, it's a really good YouTube channel. So uh, if you didn't know about it before... Subscribe to reshoots and uh, yeah, the way that they sort of reenact all these shots, it's really good. I did enjoy that oh, one. Uh, the other night, there was a one off special, it was all to do with celebrating 40 years of Channel 4. This year is 100 years of the BBC, it's also 40 years of Channel 4. And there was a special, a Friday Night Live hosted by Ben Elton, uh, which well, it was in 1988, was its original run. Um, but they did one of that, so that was that was interesting. Kicks up a lot of a storm over here. I'll let you, the listener, it find did. out why. <laughs> Just search for what happened on it. Pissed off a lot of people. Quite frankly, I thought it was great what happened. It was great. Yeah, I watched it. I saw it. It was brilliant. It was yeah. amazing. And so, yes, and Channel Four, come on, the home of naked attraction. And you get a bit annoyed about what happened at the end of this. Yeah, like you literally show dicks. Yeah, several. Yes. You know, weekly. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's just, oh, it's just, the, uh, oh, the people I mean, that was, this is, <laughs> was, this is what you, sorry, sorry, go on, Dave. It's a, there were people were so pissed off though, weren't they? And it's like, why are you pissed off at this? It's, yeah, I mean, it, well, that's what they call pissing off the right people. So, yeah. All these uh, people. <laughs> so I thought, more, yeah, more power to Friday Night Live, that they should do more, not just leave it as this one off special. If, you know, they're going to get things like this on, yeah, come on, let's go for it. Let's have more of this yeah. happening. I'm all for it. Um, yeah, I guess I should press a button like this one. You might be a king or a little street sweeper, but sooner or later you dance with the reaper. <laughs> Thankfully, only one. Uh, Robbie Coltrane passed away, age 72. Um, now I looked, it was a tricky one because I always pick, you know, whoever passes away and you think, okay, what stands out for me from the 80s, from this person? And for me... It was the various parts that he played in uh, the comedy sketch show, A Kick Up the 80s, yeah. um, which was in 1984. That's the first thing that leaps to mind when I think of Robbie Coltrane from the 80s. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of um, I was talking to my brother about it and we we're just saying, because obviously most people just go for Harry Potter and of course it's a generational thing. Yeah. Uh, but it's just like, oh yeah, like I me, mean, like a lot of people, Bond, you know, um, Cracker. And uh, me and my brother just like, you know, I mean, I'm sure yours, you know, your predominant memories of him are comedy related. So it's Oh, weird. yeah, definitely. Yeah, all the but, uh, loads of comedy stuff, you know, like right through the 80s and so on. It's Yeah, there was there was plenty of it. Um, but yeah, thankfully, it was just the one that the, the Reaper got that good. I noticed anyway. So that was good. Uh, I'm just checking out, I think, because I didn't want to end on a downer, didn't want to end on uh, the Reaper. So I've got and... I'm just getting up on my phone now. I'm um, I'm going to put you to the test, mate. You didn't know about this. I'm surprising right. you with it. It's something that Tina sent me. Uh, now, I will. I will. Yeah, you can bring up IMDB. It's a good thing to have online. So is can you get that in front of you? I know your phone is precariously oh, charging. Oh, no, yeah. Oh, no. I've um, it, That's had enough. To, it, it, it's still a quick charge. So That's okay, then. 
Well, if you bring okay, up so IMDb... Do I need IMDb or am I allowed it? You are allowed... Allow, if, you, if you want to have it, I'll tell you what it is, and then you can decide if you want to bring up IMDb. And everybody play at home with this as well. So what okay, it is... I mean, it's, IMDb is there. Okay. So. Well, Tina sent me this, and it was... I'm not going to say who did it. You know, I'm not saying you cheat and go to and go to them. Um, no, but a, a, a very big newspaper in the UK did... All Steven Spielberg's films ranked. So they've gone from 1 to 33. Obviously, a lot of 80s stuff in it. So if you if you want to, you can bring up Steven Spielberg's, um, all, you know, his filmography, everything that he's directed. And again, everybody at home, you can do that as well. Um, and I'm going to ask a few questions. The first one, obviously, is what do you think of his films was ranked at the bottom at number 33. Now I actually had a, like I did, we actually had a conversation with um, Chris Howard about this list, Ooh, but okay. fortunately for you, I didn't read all the way through the list in the end. And I can only remember the position of one film. So uh, <laughs> um, what would have been at the bottom of yeah. all of number yeah, okay, 33. Yeah, and again, everybody at home play along. What yeah, do you I've think? I've got one off the top of my head, but let me just double check. This is a critically divided one. Hmm. It's, um, I've got to admit, I, I didn't think it would have been this one. I can see why, in a way, but... Okay, maybe, maybe not. Uh, maybe but I didn't think it would be this one. And what are people thinking at home? If you, want to, if you want to email us in how you got on, did you get any right, please feel free. So come on, Tom, are you scrolling desperately um, through the yeah, list? Yeah, I am scrolling. So I've got... Um, I will say 1941. Uh, no, I'm just going to look where 1941 was. Um, oh, my God. It's, as I scroll through the list now, 1941 still not a period. 1941 actually is in position number 21. At the bottom of the list is Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the oh, Crystal Skull. Of course. Yeah, of course it would be. Yeah. It's that. They put it as the worst one. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to – where do you think um, – when will and this is working backwards, obviously from thirty-three to number one. What is the first film of the eighties that will appear? Working backwards, so in effect, his worst film of the eighties, according to the list. Okay, and there's quite a few to pick from. Again, if you know you're sat at home or at work or wherever, and you're scrolling through the IMDb, I mean, there's a few eighties films to pick from. What do you think would um, they picked as the always? Ones? Yes, always. Nineteen eighty-nine. Uh, now then, I'm going to scroll forward, and I'm going to... You can pick, and you don't have to get them in order. Uh, what do you think are the top five films that they picked? In any order. In any order. As I say, fortunately, mm. I can't remember the charts. And my uh, adult mind... Uh, Schindler's List is going to be in there. Um, no. What? I know. Wow. I would have called that as well, but no, I'm just going to look where Schindler's list is, and it is number eight. Okay. Jaws. Jaws is in there. That's number two. Good. Um, Saving Private Ryan. Uh, uh, no. And again, because um, that's quite a popular one, and I thought that could be in there. That's number nine. Raiders. Uh, can you be more specific? Of the last arc, <laughs> Indiana Jones one. Raiders is Raiders of the Lost Ark is number five. 
Good. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you got you got you got that and Jaws. You got two out of the top five. Because I know Jurassic Park's like thirteen, which is fucking mental. <laughs> um, it's tricky. Yeah. Um, God, and I've seen the list, and it's, I mean, I know it's, I, I can't remember, but um, Close Encounters. Yeah, that's number four. So you. Oh, so 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 I still haven't got number one yet. No, you still need to get number three and number one. ET's not in there, is it? ET is number one. What? Yeah, ET is number one. I mean, I know you've not seen it, and you can't speak on it. <laughs> no, nope. but no, I, I wouldn't even put that in the top ten Spielberg films. <laughs> like, it's fine, it's good, but. Yeah. Okay, one. so one more. Yep, yeah, number three. What is number three, according to this it's list? Fucking hell, it could be anything with this list. Well, I, um, I did give you a bit of a clue when I wanted you to be specific with a certain film, just the other minute. They haven't put two indie films in the top five, have they? They certainly have. Fucking hell, this list is shit. Um, <laughs> Temple of Doom. Yep, yeah, Temple of Doom is number three. I'm going to say, fucking hope it's Temple of Doom. <laughs> Um, yeah. What? Yeah. What a weird list. Weird. Raiders number five. Close Encounters four. Temple of Doom three. Jaws two. Et one. Very Et is not yeah. like honestly. Um, one that got me. I, I I know Jurassic Park was thirteen, which is says a lot about this list. <laughs> um, one that got me was like Munich was really low. Munich's fucking incredible. Munich's um, number twenty three out of thirty three. So, um, 1941 was above Munich. Um, yeah, Munich's 23, 1941 Fuck. is 21. <laughs> yes. Who compiled this list? Uh, yeah, this... I know it's all subjective, but yeah. what? So for anybody that didn't know, this was by the Guardian newspaper over here in the UK. Um, so how did how did you at home get on with that, did you guess? Oh, um, God. Let us know. And yeah, and don't forget, like Tom... Uh, at the top of the show, this time it's five directors. You've got to know we watch the films of five directors. Who? Yeah. Who are let they? Us know. Yeah. Let us know. Tweet, email. Like I say, we'll be putting the question up on Twitter in a few weeks' time. But uh, before then, if you want to send us an email, maybe flesh out your uh, the reasons why you picked them. That'll be good. Uh, yeah, that was it. I thought that's a better ending than The Grim Reaper, isn't it, mate? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shall we move on to our movie picks let's let's do it okay so let's move on to because uh, it was me the first time movie pick which was this every year the finalists for the Miss Cheerleader USA contest travel to this secluded camp hey, there is no going back for some it'll be the crowning achievement of their lives I'm gonna win that queen contest nerves are on edge something eating at everybody right ever since we've been here it's never a good night jealousies are exposed and hatreds explode this year something evil has come over the contestants she shows i'm gonna kill her the instructors you're a mascot not a human the judges and the hired help how you die Something is about to make them all victims of bloody pom-poms. Start with Allison. She's so fine. Well, look at her long. Oh, you go blind. Next is Pam and 
will tell you this, she ain't no sham. She comes out with a fam. Next is Ronnie. She acts kind of funny. Steal your heart, but not your money. Can't forget Teresa. She's got what it takes. Putting her on this team was no mistake. Last is Lori. This is her story. She's our gator. You'll be seeing her later. Bloody pom-poms. We gotta walk out of here. It's at least 40 miles. Finally, something to die for. That was the trailer for, well, under its original name, Bloody Pom-Poms from 1988. Uh, also, And that was the most bored trailer voice man I've <laughs> ever heard in my life. Bloody Pom-Poms. <sighs> You know oh, what, mate? You know. I'm, I'm sort of giving the game away here, but if I was doing the voiceover for the trailer of this, I would have sounded exactly the same. <laughs> I think of, yeah, give away what I think of this. Uh, it is also known as Cheerleader Camp. It's currently a 4.6 on IMDb and a very short synopsis on there. A group of cheerleaders become the targets of an unknown killer at a remote summer camp. Uh, I think I said in the last episode the reason that I chose this it was just because Leif Garrett's in it. And I don't think I'd ever seen a film with Leif Garrett in. And my only memory of him is, I think, back in 1978, when Leif Garrett would have been about 17. He had a hit over here in the UK with a single called I Was Made For Dancing, which I still have on 45. <laughs> it's up in the nice. loft. <laughs> I bought it as, what, 1978? I'd have been 13 years old. And went, I like that song. Um, and I bought it. So that's the only reason that I, I, uh, I picked this. And of course, neither of us have, have seen it, which is the whole point of the first watch films. Um, I wish I'd never heard of Leaf Garrett at all after watching it, to be Gee. honest. I was so bored watching this. Uh, it got to the point, because Tina sat and watched it with me, and I think she checked out pretty early on. Uh, yeah. We did at one stage... <laughs> this is how much it drew us in. We started playing games with the films and Tina came up with a game of um, who's got the nicest boobs. So as the film went on, we were picking like who's got the nicest boobs because that entertained us more than the movie actually did. It is, uh, I mean, it is in a nutshell. It's a group of cheerleaders joined by uh, Leif Garrett, uh, who, play, who plays a character called Brent Hoover. Um and his friend, um, who is one of the, is one of those people in films, and it happens quite a lot in, mostly in sort of low budget horror films, who are so fucking annoying. Um, it you know he because uh, you messaged me because I watched it before you, and then you messaged me and you were watching it and you were saying because this character gets his ass out with a van, and he does lots of annoying stuff in it. Um, yeah, yeah. The character, I think the character's called timothy if i remember rightly um yeah and he is just one who turns you off watching the film from the beginning because you just can't stand him anything that he does uh leaf's leaf garrett's character isn't much better he's he's just a perv all the way through it he just wants to grope and shag any of the women in it the usual 1980s low budget horror lots of gratuitous nudity in it hence the who's got the nicest boobs uh for anybody that's wondering and they might have watched the film I forget the character's name, but we both agreed it's the blonde who is the first to be killed in the movie. She got okay. our vote for the nicest boobs, so there you go. Um, 
oh my god it you know when you watch a film and you watch and you think i've got to talk about this at some point Mm-hmm. And you're really struggling for things to talk about. It was, you know, I made a few notes, but the note, I'm looking at my notes now and they're just bullet points. And there was, ju- it's just things like crap cheerleading rap, which you heard a lot of in the trailer there. I can't believe they put that thing in the trailer. I don't want people to watch this film. <laughs> it would put you off. And, then, and the like we said, you know, heard that me and Tina were bestowed with the nicest boobs of the film. She's the first person to die. And the mm. whole the whole attitude of everybody at this cheerleader camp is, oh, well, somebody's died. Let's move on. It's like, oh. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's so many attempts at humour which are just oh, so lame. So lame, you know. Yeah, like, like I mean, guy it's... guy getting his ass out. There, there's mascots. Obviously, there's mascots. People in mascots costumes, and they're wearing the costumes, and they're all sat eating dinner, and one's trying to, I think it's like trying to put a hot dog or something into the mouth, and they can't because they've got it. So, you know, the stuff that's supposed to make you laugh was just annoying. Did they? I mean, it's it's weird because, like, this film came out in 1988 and it's just still trying to ape Friday the 13th, yeah. which came out in 1980, and Porky's sort yes. of humour, which yeah. was 1981. Yeah, this point. is, like, yeah. seven or eight years later. Yeah. And like, what are you doing? Like, it's like, I mean, obviously they were still churning out Jason films, at that point, but there'd been so many like camp, sleepaway camp. I mean, sleepaway camp trilogy is actually good, it but, is good um, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, there's been so many camp slasher movies, yeah. And it's just like, what this brings nothing new to the table for raunchy air quotes humor or slasher <laughs> movies. It's just like, why are you doing this now? Like, why is this so late in the decade and you're yeah. still trying to, um, like make money off? Camp slasher films. No, and it's. I mean, sex that's, comedies. No, I think you nailed it there, mate. When they're saying that you know they're trying to do this sort of Friday the Thirteenth, crossed with Porky's and failing miserably on both counts. There is. Uh, I mean, there's only one scene that stands out to me. Some of the gore isn't too bad, really. Again, obviously back then, yeah, it's practical yeah. effects, which is always a tick for us. Um, and then, you know, they're not too bad, but they're so few and far between. There's a kill at the beginning. I think you go, I think it must be close to an hour then before the next kill. Oh, it's ages. Yeah. It forgets it's a, oh. a slasher film. It just goes to the porky shit. Yeah. yeah. And really, you know, like you said, subpar porky shit. Uh, but the only, the only scene that sticks in my mind is so there's a sheriff in it. Uh, it's like, I can't even be asked to go through like, you know, even a, expand on the one sentence synopsis from IMDb because uh, it's so fucking boring. But there's a sheriff in it and there's the female leader of the cheerleader camp and um, they they get it on and they get it on because the, the camp leader, uh, she's sort of doing this cheerleader thing for him as the sheriff is watching in just his boxers and then he leaps on top of her and he's going he's going through all these American football terms. Go, oh, come on, come on. And then, you know, obviously he gets to the point you wanted to get to and he yells, touchdown. And then it immediately cuts to Leif Garrett wearing just a pair of tighty whities. And he's got his hand right down the front and he's stuffing, he's stuffing his underpants to make his package look bigger. And it's, okay, okay. This And then Leif Garrett, I think at the time of making this, I think he was... 28 um but you know it's no biggie is it for 80s films of people in the 
late 20s and beyond trying to play characters that were a lot younger than them. But it was, again, watching it and thinking that I had to talk about it was just as much of a chore as actually watching about it because there's nothing to talk about. I was just, I was bored beyond belief. And I was, all the time I was watching it, I was going, I'm so sorry, Tom. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's bad when you apologise. I know. And I did. I WhatsApped you, didn't I? And I went, I'm so sorry, mate. <laughs> so you know you know then that it's, oh dear, oh dear. But I think, going from letterbox at least, I think you liked it a little bit more than me, didn't you? I mean, yeah, I thought the kills were fun. There was some good gore, but that was about it, really. I liked the, um, was it George Buckflower in it? The, uh, you know, the one who talks like this, you yes. know. Yes, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. Definitely. Who's in everything. Yeah. Um, he had some funny lines. Yeah. I smirked a couple of times, but that was it. I'm not saying this is a good film at all. It's just lame humour um and some kills mm. throwing in a bit of dream stuff as well just but isn't doesn't make it particularly interesting it doesn't because she like the main girls having dreams of killing people but did she do it i can't even remember so that's, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> that's it all. the one the one positive to it that i would take is i didn't guess who the killer was I don't know if you did, or even if you can remember who the killer was. I didn't, but I can't remember who it was. But uh... it was. I'm going to give a spoiler now. Oh, it was. Um... It was Corey. If I think is a name, was it Corey? It was the. It was the. It was the friend of the girl that keeps having the. Yeah, it's Corey. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, the friend of the girl that keeps having the the weird dreams and so on. Um, it was her. So, I mean, that is, oh, okay, you got me there. I didn't guess the killer. Normally, these are really predictable, but, you know, at least you got me with that. But by that point, like I said, I didn't give a shit anyway. It could have been anybody. You know, one of the other mascots could have been killing them. I wouldn't have cared. <laughs> yeah, get to that point. Yeah. So, I mean, the post is good for it. Um, you know, that's pretty good. It's got the, a, yeah, yeah. the cheerleader with the pom-poms and a, a, a skull face. Give me a K, give me an I, give me an L, give me an L. Yeah, you know, that's not bad. But yeah, look at the poster. Um, and like you said, mate, even the trailer, like the guy, the guy in that is pissed off. So yeah, I can't I can't bring myself to talk anymore about it because it was just such a bad pick, I'm afraid. Mm, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well. And I would say, for me, as a first time watch, was it worth watching? No. No. Not for me. Was it for you? No. No. Oh God. Okay. Shall we move on? Let's let's I guess so. Let's see if your rewatch pick was worth rewatching. What is the secret Dwayne is hiding in the basket? What's in the basket? Some of the tenants claim to have heard noises coming from this room. Like someone on a rampage. What's in the basket? You're that kid Needleman warned me about. The Bradley boy. The freak we separated. I know an awful lot of guys, Dwayne. But you're different. What's in the basket? What's in the basket? 
what's in the basket? My brother. Your brother! <laughs> Open it, if you dare. Basket case. What's in the basket? What is in the basket? You know what? That's the question. I was listening to that again, and it is, um, I think it's quite telling, really. You know, when you think of certain films, and you can say just a line like, I'll be back, uh, go ahead, make my day. I think to, you know, certain cinephiles, if you go, what's in the basket? You know immediately what film you're talking about, don't you? Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. This is, I mean, I don't know where you watched it, but I watched it on Arrow Player, and this film is um, actually part of the Museum of Modern Art in New York now. Wow! <laughs> and I was reading that um, Frank Henenlotter um, didn't even want people to see it when it came out. So God, I can't imagine how he must feel now. You know, forty years later, yeah, and it's literally a part of a very well-respected museum in New York. That's crazy, um, isn't it? But yeah, I mean, it's Basket Case, by the way, um, uh, and I think it's like one of the like a bit of a horror, definitely like most important sort of like DIY independent horror films there is. Oh yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, I mean it's not good. Like it's not a good film, mm. but it's one of those where it just doesn't really matter. Yeah, you know the what they do with the budget and the story yeah. is is really really impressive. It is. Yeah. Um, um, in the basket, I mean it's forty years. I think we. I think you know, I can get away with saying what's in the basket, right? <laughs> Yeah, I think 40 years on you can do. So um, the main character is um, well, bum, 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 um, Dwayne. Mm-hmm. Just said his name in the trailer. Um, and he has had a sibling, um, a, a Siamese twin removed from him, deformed um, when he was younger. And he just carries him around in a in a big basket. Yes. Um, and he just kills a lot of people. Um, Belial, yeah. his name is. Yeah. Um, and that's it really they go after the people who are the doctors who wronged him there's a lengthy flashback um, explaining and showing a very impressive like I mean this is all about the budget here the um, the um, scene where they show the uh, uh, separation I thought was just very impressive mm. like low budget oh yeah yeah you know it's a lot of it is what you don't see as yeah. well really well done talking of seeing um, when did you first see this film I first watched it on VHS back in, so it was released in 82, so I would say early to mid-80s on VHS. It, again, it was one of those that drew me in. You, you see the, the cover and it's like, oh, I need to watch that. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. No, it's, uh, I can't remember when I first watched it. I mean, obviously, younger, sorry, Dave, quite late <laughs> to the party with horror. So, yeah, probably like on a DVD. Yeah more recently but um yeah i mean it's one of frank henlotter's best um i think it's just it's just you know you can do you know he does so much mm. with it it's just um you know the acting i mean the acting's crap but like it's not oh you, you'd think it'd be worse considering you know these people don't like really strike me as you know actors yeah yeah like it's for what it is it's um it's fine, but uh, 
Yeah, when you when yeah. you like you said when you think of like you know zero budget more or less, and uh, I want to start off as well the, the thing the thing that pissed me off, and it's nothing to do with the film. It's the fact that I've got um, Blu-ray set of the films with like loads. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching one of the great extras on it is Frank Henenlotter going around New York and showing you, uh, you know, all the places where it was filmed and going through all of that. Now, for the life of me, I could not find where it is, and I was like cursing. This was just last night. I thought, well, I need to watch it tonight because I'm going to re- be recording with you, you know, uh-huh. tonight. So we ended up watching it on, um, it was on YouTube. <laughs> we ended up watching it. God's sake. Instead of, you know, we got this special fucking super duper Blu-ray and I couldn't find the twat. So that pissed me off. Uh, but Amazing. anyway, it was, I think it added a little bit to it though, because obviously it wasn't in as good a quality watching it on YouTube. So it was like watching it almost in, you know, on VHS back in the day. So, you know, I did a bit of nostalgia, I guess, to it. Um, it is, it's a, I'm looking now, it's a 6.2 on IMDb, which you think for, you know, a really, really low budget indie horror movie, that's a hell of a score. When you yeah. think, you know, so many people are going to watch it and go, fuck me, that shit. Um, mm. But if you do, like you said, you've got to keep in mind, you know, the, the time it was made, the, you know, the lack of the budget, the limited places where they could film, the actors, you know, air quotes, that are in it. Um if you, if you like a little bit of sleaze on your screen. Oh, a little bit, yeah. And I mean, yeah, and it, it, it's a very New York film as well. I think I touched on that yeah, earlier. Yeah, um, You know, walking down, I said West 34th Street was the, the big, the cinema street, the sleazy cinema yeah. street in uh, just off Times Square. Um, you know, in some scenes, it's very, it's just dripping scuzz and sleaze and New York. <laughs> it is, I and mean, it shows Times Square, obviously, which was different. Mm. then to how it is now and there were things like you know of the time obviously and there was like this one of the biggest adverts that was in Times Square was this um Iowa cassette advert and it's like people now would look at that and go what's a cassette (laughs) yeah I love seeing films like that yeah I mean Times Square is great just to set a film in time just based on the adverts yeah like yeah, yeah, any sort of film, and you're just like, oh, yeah, I remember yeah, blank that. cassettes. Cassettes. Yeah. Even the Twin Towers, every time they show the Twin Towers on a film, you know, it's like, oh, my God, yeah, they, yeah. they were there. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, a very different place now. Yeah, and when they check in, when he checks into this, like, like really sleazy, um, I think if you're going to use a word to explain this film, it's definitely sleazy, this sleazy sort of hotel yeah. place. It reminded me of um the scene in shotgun where uh-huh, yeah where they buck into us and like a similar sleazy place and i said to tina so oh, it's a bit like shotgun isn't it where they're gonna go in it and was it gonna be a basher in there uh-huh. <laughs> uh, probably was there's probably a basher kicking around i'm sure there was somewhere. a basher back then in new york um and again the things that you know lock it into a certain time period where there's there's a shot of him um flicking through a phone book you know they're not a thing anymore that i know of i can't remember the last time i saw you know a big thick phone book um but things in it where you think oh that's a bit shit but are now sort of endearing is yeah one of of the main characters in it what the the girl who um who's sort of Dwayne falls in love with um she's got a terrible wig it's such a terrible wig (laughs) But then, you know, the times you watch it, you go, it just becomes such a part of the film. You go, that's a pretty awesome wig, actually, because it's so terrible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it is, uh, I timed it, it's only like uh, an hour and a half long. 
it's half an hour into the movie before you see Belial. All you yeah, see is a basket. He's sort of teased, yeah, isn't Yeah, they he? make you wait, yeah. yeah. So you're two-thirds of the way, uh, sorry, you're one-third of the way into the film before you actually see Belial, which, again, it's not often that had happened with films nowadays. Yeah, and if you legitimately don't know, like these days, like, you know, what's in a basket? I bet a lot of people when, they were, when this film came out didn't know. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And, you know, yeah, just keep you guessing throughout, really. I mean, not drag it out, as maybe not the right word, but really stretch out, you know, the... Uh, mystery of what's in it yeah. like these days like the fucking show in the trailer <laughs> they would yeah that would be you'd know way ahead and um when you do get to see belial as well he's shown in a couple of different ways he's shown with you know puppetry and there's also i think there's like two or three scenes where he's also like stop motion as well which again nowadays it'd be cgi uh, but there's something about that all really raw stop motion done on zero budget that just makes it a little bit more creepy, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The stop motion stuff. Yeah. That works well, like you say, for creepiness and mm. that. It doesn't look, I mean, yeah, it looks crap, but like good crap. Yeah. It is good crap. I think the only, the only complaint I got with it is, and I've always had this with Basket Case, is Belial always looks a little bit too, a little bit too dry for me. I feel like, you know, he he needs a coating in something wet. He needs to look a little bit more... All right, Dave. Fuck <laughs> out. I know there's a kink for everything, but... A little bit more... Well, there is a sex scene involving Belial. Um, yeah, I think was, that... Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think he, he just needs to look a little bit more... Well, not as dry, basically. All right, Dave. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just to add that little bit more excitement to the film for me. That's all I'm saying. No, it's fine. You know, you'll wank over everything. <laughs> There's no limits. Uh, but that, yeah, that line, what's in the basket, is, um, as you heard in the trailer, it's, you know, it's repeated loads of times in the film and is, um, yeah, well, definitely, you, you can test, you know, a, a horror, a fellow horror film fan if you say to them, what's in the basket? And then if they start talking about basket case, yeah, you know, you're onto somebody good. That's for yeah, sure. Exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. Did you ever watch, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you did. What did you think of the sequels? You know what? It's been that long since I watched them. I can't remember. They get silly and like, I know. I know they get silly. All I can remember. Which one is it? There's one where there's a load of, of, of like freaks, for want of a better word. In... I think it's, I think it might even be both of them, isn't it? Is it? And, and they're in a school bus or something. Yeah. And, and there's one where they sing. Yes. Um, yeah. And uh, these films, I think both Hen, Hen and Lotta did both of them. Did, but like the yeah. second one didn't come till 1990, yeah, eight years yeah. after the. I think it was 90 and then 92. I think the trilogy yeah. was done within 10 years. Yeah. Um, yeah, things got pretty, pretty weird. <laughs> I mean, it was weird, weirder. Um, uh, at least with it, we'll I, what I'd say with this is I think going into it, you need to sort of temper your expectations. You need to, you know, you do need to know it's really low budget. You know, the acting is not amazing um, and it is super sleazy. And if you can handle that and go with it, like you said, it's it's not a great film, mm. but it's sort of a really enjoyable experience watching it. I yeah, that's why. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that's why. Um, well, yeah. Again, with the way you know, I'll reiterate for any new listeners the way that I rate things on Letterbox is out of the five stars. I don't rate them how good air quotes a film is. I rate them um, how much I enjoy them, and and probably more 
I think my, the way that I rate them is what are the what are the chances of me rewatching this? So the higher the star rating, the more chance there is of me rewatching it. So like Tenet is a great film, you know, you know, you can tick the boxes about everything to do with it. I don't think I'll ever watch it again. Whereas this, you know, I've watched it loads of times and probably will continue to do so, even though Tenet is a better film. Yeah, I rate this higher on Letterbox. So, um, yeah, it was it was good to rewatch it again and and get that that dose of sleaze. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah. yeah, agreed. Yeah. Um, so, Tom, question: Always uh, the rewatch pick. Was it worth rewatching? Yeah, I think so. I thought hmm. maybe I might go into the sequels. I won't. But um, yeah, no, it's worth watching, and oh, I'm sure I'll watch it again in a few years. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure this will. Um, well, when I find that Blu-ray set, <laughs> I will rewatch it again um, and go through the extras again. But yeah, definitely worth a rewatch. And if you've never seen it, and what we said sort of appeals to you, um, give it a go. Let us know as well. Um, we'll tell you the email address at the end of the show. We shall move on now, mate, and find out about our uh, oh gosh, no, get close to the end of the year. The November show picks, where it's um, we'll kick off with you. And your first time watch pick. Uh, hopefully you've not seen this. This has got Pierce Brosnan in it. Oh, okay. Um, and um, it's called Taffin. No, I've never even heard when of it. A small Irish town is terrorised by a corrupt business syndicate. A lone hero wages an all-out war. Taffin. Taffin. No, I don't know that one. Music composed by Hans Zimmer. Ooh. Okay. Um, right then. Taffin. Okay. Good. I've been wanting to see it for ages. Um, <laughs> so, it's, so it uh, has been on your watch list for a bit. Then you've been wanting to watch this. Yeah. So. Uh, Good, you haven't seen it. No, definitely not. I had no plan B. Okay, November. <laughs> That's good. Taffin. Phew. Not to be confused with Tiffin, which is yeah. a delicious treat. <laughs> or if you watch the Carry On films, it's uh, yeah, it's something very different indeed in one of them. Can't remember which one, where they have a bit of afternoon Tiffin. <laughs> anyway, uh, my rewatch pick is, it's just out of the 80s. It was released in 90, guessing it was made in 89. Uh, and we are going to be watching a sequel because I want to watch Basket Case 2, mate, which according oh. to your letterbox, you last watched um, in 2013, if I remember rightly. You've well, well I mean, it was me like, oh, I can't say I want to particularly watch a sequel. Guess I'm going to have to. Guess you're going to have to, mate. So we, should, we can compare Bad it. news. I'm probably not going to pick Basket Case 3. <laughs> <laughs> I might cut this off. We'll see what happens. Uh, how did this story continue eight years later? So, uh, yeah, basket case two, mate. Right. Nice. That's the uh, that's the November show sorted. Um, again, just to remind everybody, the question that Tom put out there, you can only watch five films directed by <gasps> which five directors? Let us know. Email us or keep an eye on our Twitter at 60MW Podcast and uh, I'll put the question on there sort of mid-November, and you can answer. If you don't already know, our website is 60mw.co.uk. Everything's on there, all the different format shows that we do, links to, like I said, our Twitter, our Instagram. Uh, one of the good things you can do, as we're getting ever closer 
to episode 500, which I figure is going to be at the beginning of next year, the way we're going at the moment. Um, leave us a review. Wherever you do, though, it would be so good if you could send it me an email and let me know, and I can add it to the listener feedback page on the website. Um, like I said, we 500 episodes. It's a bit of achievement, I think. Is it? Yeah, time? my God. It's pretty good. Um, so, I think it's all right. It's yeah. all right, I suppose. <laughs> it's all right. So if you, if you haven't already, uh, please take a couple of minutes to um, write us a review. But again, yeah, let me know, because there's so many places that you can leave a review, and I would never know about it. So just mm. hit me up and let me know, and I'll add it to there. That would be the best thing ever that you could do as we approach 500 episodes. Uh, we will be back at the end of November. Uh, before then... Oh my gosh, so you're listening to this. The next episode is my interview show with Michael Sweet from Striper about the new Striper album. After that, released on Halloween, is me and Tom um, with the remastered 80s Pitch House episode where we talk with John Carpenter. After that, I've got no idea. I've got no idea. There's so many shows that I've got in our outbox, so it could be any of them. Um, but as always, thank you for listening. Tell your friends share the shows, um, email us, tweet us, and give us some feedback. And me and you, mate, will be back in a month's time. We certainly will. Which will be, we'll be recording it not long before your birthday. Mm, let's not talk about that. <laughs> oh dear. No, oh dear, mate. No, oh dear. It's all good. It's all good. Another birthday. It's always good compared to, you know, the alternative. So that's fine. Um, what death yeah so no i don't want to i don't want to be sat here on my own going oh yeah it's another decade of decadent show with just me and there's the grim reaper oh it's tom i don't want to be doing that do i (laughs) yeah but me don't you dare (laughs) you're gonna have to be doing it with me that's the thing we know that going forward (laughs) no i'm just saying it as you know a subtle hint as like you know send tom a birthday present it's fine yeah do that yeah it's fine you know, it's his birthday in November, and I'm going to say no more. But yeah, send him a birthday present. Um, yeah, yeah, all. right. Let's bugger off, and um, we'll be back again next month. So I shall say goodbye. Tom will say <gasps> anything. Goodbye. <laughs>